I'm joined today by a gobby. No, Carol, he's just called you a fat bitch. Mank. Straight people, you've let camp gay men get away with too much now. Princess. The guys that message me definitely want to wear me skin. Welcome back to part two of this two-part series with Josh Jones, Britain's funniest Mancunian comedian. Now, in part one, we talked about Josh's mum. We got introduced to her. Um, she sounds brilliant, a battle axe, saucy wit. She doesn't take any shit. In part two, we're going to be talking a bit more about Josh's mum's relationship with her psychic. She puts a lot of faith in that psychic. And about that mysterious leather jacket. And small hint, the leather jacket gives Josh's mum special powers. This and more in part two of My Mum Made Me with Josh Jones. My Mum Made Me, the show about the wonderful and sometimes the weird ways in which our mums make us who we are today. Hi, it's Paul here. I really hope you're enjoying the show and I'm going to ask you a favour if you are. Please do follow us. If you do, you'll get to hear all of the episodes first and of course it helps with my self-esteem. I'm only joking. Don't forget to rate us. We're currently on 4.9 stars, which is really exciting and every rating makes my mum, Teresa, laugh just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If there was a biopic of her life, who would play her? Yeah. Oh, right. Do you, well, it's funny because I have to, um, you know, if you write like scripts and stuff and if you write like this stuff where I'm like, oh, kind of not my mum, but like based on my mum. And I've always felt like if I get a sitcom made and there was a character based on my mum, I'd love Sarah Lancashire. Oh, yes. Because um, as well, like, you know, it's not too far off, like, visually not too far off me via the both from greater manchester as well yeah uh, it'd be a northern actress for sure yeah. um i'd love maxine peak but i don't know if she's a bit young um mm-hmm. but um sarah lancashire will will be better because she's got like the blonde bob yeah my mum's got that typical blonde bob head do you know what i mean and sarah lancashire from happy valley or sarah lancashire from her earlier kind of like genre She's a lot happier than Sarah Lancashire in Happy Valley. Right. She's a lot more... Um, do you know, physically, did you ever watch um, oh, Last Tango in, yes. in Halifax? Yeah. yeah, so her hair was a bit more like that, but she's not like either of those characters, really, because the, um, the one in Last Tango in Halifax, she's a bit stuck up and up her own ass. I mean, Mum's not like that, really. And she's also not as stern as Happy Valley, Sarah Lancashire. But I think Sarah Lancashire could play me mum. She can play anything. Yeah. She's she's our Meryl Streep, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit more kind of down to earth. And what about your, like, th- you might have the same answer, actually. Um, your favourite on-screen mum. Do you know what? I was doing a podcast episode with um, uh, an, a sort of an actor from... LA yesterday and he said Aunt, do you remember Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah he said he said Aunt Viv and I was like god yeah I completely forgot that Aunt Viv was like a thing what about your favourite on screen mum well she is someone's mum but technically she's Nana from Royal Family yes um, that's a good one um, 
not because of what right so this one is probably not one i wouldn't want her to be me mom and i don't think she's a great mom but i love brenda bleffin in little vice yes yeah that's a great one um yeah i'd say nana because <laughs> she's she is she yeah. is she a bit dour would you in a, in a good way in like a funny way would you say she's a bit dour yeah, but she's just so she's so funny. Oh uh, yeah, and well, the actual mum in Royal Family. Yes, but you know what? On a, in a similar vein, and it's really interesting telling people this. So I, I used to love watching Mrs. Brown's Boys, and you tell people that, and it's like, oh my god, it's it's like you've told them you just punched a puppy in the face or something. They're like, oh my god, that's yeah. disgusting. What are you, you animal? Yeah. Um, but I, it's like a little, you know, guilty secret. I love, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the guy who plays Mrs. Brown. Um, there's something about, obviously it's done in a comedic way, but there's something about this sort of like matriarch figure who basically sort of lives from the kitchen, um, welcomes everyone in and out of the house, sort of like give dolls, dolls out a little bit of advice every now and then. It's quite homely. I don't know, there's something about that sort of character which is just really warm. I think I want, my mum, no offence, to be a bit more kind of Mrs. Brown's, basically. Is your mum in the kitchen, sort of? Does she cook? Oh, God, no, no. Do you know what? And it's fine for me to say this because me and my sister have both told her a number of times, and I've also spoken about this before as well. She is a terrible cook, bless her. Uh, my dad was a good cook, but yeah. she, um, she, she's, she's not good. To the extent that she would cook so we were raised vegan and this is like in the late 80s early 90s in Bradford wow. I know right and the thing is this is like imagine before this is pre-Linda McCartney this is like are you still vegan no no I was traumatized by the whole experience as a kid but like this is back in the day where vegan was like right we've got one non-milk cheese and the rest is just vegetables and tofu and she wasn't like that crazy with it so it was so bad uh, I remember, or it got so bad, I remember me and my sister would basically stuff plastic Morrison's carrier bags in our pockets so that we could, like, sort of just mess up the food a little bit, put most of it in the bag back in our pockets, um, and then, like, find another way to dispose of it later on in the evening so she couldn't, like, find out. And, and bless her, like, I know she was trying. I know it's hard to be a parent and, like, cook for two snotty little kids like me and my sister, but we did, we did take extreme measures, bless her. So she's not a a fantastic cook, bless her. Yeah. Vegan, though, in the eight. I know. She was a real... She was, like, woke before it was, like, popular. She's a trendsetter. Is she still vegan? She is fully vegan. Like, she won't even look at an egg. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It, but it's, it's, it's actually... The pack thing makes a bit more sense now. There you go. At least she's consistent. She's consistent and congruous. Yeah. Um, Speaking of mums in the public eye and this is a bit of a tenuous connection to something that's been in the news recently um Meghan Markle and the coronation and I'd love to ask your opinion but it, it through the guise of your mum Anne so if Auntie Paula was being coronated and your mum wasn't invited to the coronation would it kick off yeah and do you think Meghan Markle's yeah. got got a right to kick off as well <laughs> yeah it would kick off my mum, but my auntie parlor, my, my auntie parlor stays at my mum's house on like a Saturday sometimes. Yeah. Or the 
that would they're like they're not even they're not and she's not me and he by blood she's my mum's best friend okay got so you. Yeah, yeah it's Auntie Paula, she was there all the time. Like, she used to look after me as a kid, but she's my mum's best friend, but she's still my Auntie Paula and her kids call me mum Auntie Anne. That's lovely. Yeah. That, they're better aunties and uncles than your normal ones. Yeah. Because, you know. It's like your mum's best friend. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I never had that. As a, I, I really envy people who did as well because it's all, it's always nice to just have an extended family. We had like, but my mum was close to, um, she's got like five sisters. She was close to like two, pretty close to two of them. So we had that little bit. But back to Megan, Megan Markle, MM. Are you even bothered that she's not? I mean, I don't think anyone's bothered, but like, do you think she's got a right to kick off? I'm not really getting involved. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, back to Anne. What are the bits of you that come out when she's around, and then she's around? Uh, I don't know. I don't know really. I think we're kind of um, I'm yeah, because with because she's so like unjudgmental i've never i don't really hide my, any part of myself from her so I, i'll be I openly talk to her about everything so i speak to her about boys and all that sort of shit and then like if we're watching the tally be like fucking hell he's well fit like do you know what I mean? and she would do the same so um i don't really hide that much from her or hide any part of myself from her i feel quite comfortable just to like you know, have a laugh with her. She's a she's a really good laugh, so I don't really ever have to like be like, oh, I can't say that because she's said worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's... <clears throat> I've played Never Have I Ever with my mum <laughs> and my um, my auntie parlor and my stepdad, and I've learned that I've led a sheltered life. <laughs> oh no, no, not really, but like that. Because you always think, fucking hell, like, especially me, like, I've really lived my 20s and I've done some crazy stuff. Mm. But my mum's told me all the stuff she got up to when she was younger. So, you know. You, you're not that you're not that crazy by comparison. Not really. She's, um, we've, yeah, we've all, um, it was, it was quite a funny game, actually. <laughs> I wish I was brave enough to play that with my mum. Because, do you know what the interesting thing is, though? I like... I don't know about you, but I think a lot of kids, even when they're adults, f- forget that their parents are human beings and were once teens, 20s, 30s, and, and had lives before they had kids. But obviously we see them just as mum and dad or kind of, in my case, mum and mum. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because I bet if, if, if you could did like, you know, a poll or whatever, an exercise with, every single kids and every single family in the UK and got them all to play Never Have I Ever with their parents if they if they would be up for it. I bet most kids would come yeah. out of it and go, oh my God, I didn't realise this or I feel a bit like tame by comparison. Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, my, um, it's actually, it's not... <laughs> the other day I was watching TV with my mum and Stormzy was on. Yeah. And she was like, fucking hell, I let him rag me all over the place. I was like, hey, well, like, it's very, 
Um, she Girl. she says whatever she wants. Yes. So I would say whatever I want in front of her. I love that. I love that honesty. So yeah. I guess the answer to the question is, it's not a particular bit of you that comes out when she's only around. She allows you to be your kind of raw, unadulterated, authentic self. That's wonderful. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'd actually say some, I'd actually say I've become a bit more stern sometimes when I'm with my mum. Sometimes it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm the adult. She's just a big old party animal, loves a bit of fun. Has that changed now that she's sort of come close to the age of retirement? Do you think she's sort of just got a bit more relaxed about life? No, 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 no. I remember a couple of years ago, I went out with me, my mum and my stepdad and um and my ex as well was out to about about half six in the morning and she'll occasionally um she'll like go on a night out and um yeah she loves a party that is that is hard half six bloody and i can't think of the last time i went out till half six um yeah i couldn't do it anymore to be fair she was dying the next day she doesn't do half six often no but i mean yeah She'll still live a good, she has a, a good time. She's always like, they go and watch tribute bands, me mum and me auntie Paula. So they watch like tribute Luther Vandross and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's so cute. Um, sp- speaking of uh, hangovers, we, uh, my, my partner's mum came to stay with us last weekend and we did a historic pub tour um, of some London pubs and it's it, it, stuff like that I, I absolutely love and we only I we need to really do what she I does I love down. stuff like that well you're gonna love this so we were around the old Bailey so like the criminal court the old criminal court in London mm-hmm. and back in the day um, it used to be used as a jailhouse for people who were awaiting execution for like whatever crime yeah um, so they would stay there and they would get executed in Marble Arch and if you don't really know London sort of geography it's, it's a, a few miles up the road they would take them in like a horse-drawn wagon and you were only allowed one drink, your final drink, a bowl of ale it was called, on the wagon. Um, and if you had more than that, you were kicked off the wagon. Hence the phrase, I've fallen off the wagon. The wagon. Right. And there's one more as well. So uh, apparently these like hanging days that would happen every couple of months, they were like massive public spectacles, huge entertainment about a third of Londoners at the time would come and visit, which is like huge when you consider it. Um, And there's lots of drinking. And if you were feeling rotten the day after, you would have a hangover because it was from the day of the hanging. And that's where the phrase, well, that's where the word hangover comes from. I love that. That's great. (laughs) So thanks to my partner's mum for um, educating us on that. You're a brilliantly funny guy. And you're obviously doing. You. You're you're welcome, and you're obviously doing fantastically well. I'm really interested. How much of your your mum, um, has sort of contributed to that, both in terms of like who she is and how she's raised you, but also like supporting you along the way. Um. Yeah, loads. I would say. Um. Because I don't know. Like I've always. I remember as a kid, I always been like called weird and a bit like kooky or whatever. And my mum was like, oh, fuck it. Put it in the fuck it bucket. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So I think I've always been kind of just been like, I don't know, like, and she, I know that she's not asked 
she's always like, as long as I'm a nice person, do you know what I mean? I'm just having a good time. And she's always, like, been super supportive of my job. And, like, when I said, well, not just my mum, when I said to everyone, I was going to do stand-up comedy, <laughs> like, you hear loads of comics families being like, fucking hell, what? Why are you doing that? Yeah. But all of mine were like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's what you should be doing. And she's always been super supportive about it. And I think, yeah, she's just she's just like, yeah, do you just crack on, carry on doing it? And she loves it. She's dead proud. Um. So, yeah. Is she She's good? I don't know. Is she? That, I felt like that was a rubbish answer. No, I think it's a great answer because you know you need that um, whole rounded support. But what I'm always interested in is either comedians are very clever or they're naturally very funny or or both. But if, if even you know in that kind of uh, sort of like framework, how much comes from mum or dad i don't mean like genetically i don't think you can be genetically funny but where would you consider your mum like does she have like a, a dry or wry sense of humor that kind of rubbed off on you as a kid was it sort of like that a little bit no she's not dry she's very she's very liquid actually <laughs> she's very all over the place and um, she's not dry she's quite just like um yeah she's just she's just like a typical northern mum loves a laugh She's like, well, just always in a good mood, really. Kind of doesn't take life too seriously. Um, yeah, I remember like, um, yeah, like she'd always um, like flash her tits to me stepdad, and I'd be like in the room, and I'm like, what are you doing, you mental bitch? But like, she, do you know what I mean? She's just not. She's not asked what people think about her. She never has been, and and then like. Like when she retired, I got loads of messages from people who've worked with her. Like your mum's a legend, and like I know how many people like love her, and she's got like a massive social circle. Especially like I feel as you get older, your social circle dwind like dwindles, mm. and like for a woman in her sixties to have like that many mates, mm. like is a bit wild, really. And it's just because yeah, I just think she's always just been like. Let's just have a good time. And she's always said, like, if my house burns down, as long as my family are all right, I'll be all right. Like, she didn't really... Yeah, I think if something bad happens, my mum's the best person to call, I think, because she's like, well, fuck it, you're not dead. Let's craft on. Do you know what I mean? She's very... That's how she lives her life. It's so wonderful because... Excuse me, sorry. It's so wonderful because... I think mums in particular just offer like a, a real perspective. You know, they, they, yeah. they, they just have a sense of like, right, look, is it that important? Will it be different tomorrow? Can you pick yourself up and try again? Um, it's what I was going to buy mum for, and that's that's kind of really special. What about what about um, Anne pre-Josh? Like how much do you, you kind of know or, or kind of how much has your mum talked about, uh, you know, who she was and how she lived her life, etc. before you were around. Yeah, well, uh, she were in her 30s when she had me and she were married to me dad throughout most of 20s, but then, yeah, they split up and then literally they split up and my mum found out she were pregnant wow. with me. So just as I was born, she 
then got divorced for the first time. And then she, so her, her 20s and that was her kind of just like being married and, you know, I think my mum's kind of enjoyed, I can't speak for her, but I do feel like she's enjoyed her life a little. Like, I feel like her 30s is where, it sounds like I'm saying her life really started when I was born. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think like from her 30s and stuff, she's kind of just, um, because she, she, she divorced my dad and then not long after she married this other guy and that he wasn't right for her. And then they got divorced when I was about five or whatever. And then she had a couple of years of just being like, ah, oh, fuck it, live my life. And then I think like late 30s, 40s, 50s has been like the best times of her life. And she's just kind of done what she wanted. I think in her early 20s, from what she said, she... You know, she's like a bit more grounded. I think she's got a looser as she gets older because she's just enjoying her life more and thinks, fuck it, like there's no point being stressed about everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. My um, my mum has it was quite an interesting character before I think she had kids um, and certainly very different from the woman who I know today as well. Like really, really different. So she worked... She's not worked since um, I was a, a kid um, for, for lots of different reasons. But when, before I was, as I'm the eldest of two, before I was around, she worked as a croupier in the casino and apparently like had a, well, as far as a, a glamorous life can be had in Bradford, had a very glamorous life in Bradford working in the casino oh. back in the uh, like late 70s, early 80s. Um, but there's one story I remember where, she's quite a battle axe i think my mum it's quite quite nice to kind of know that was part of her and still is part of her there's in fact two two brief stories one time i remember she, she told me she went on a date with someone in the cinema this is back when people used to go on dates in cinemas and he put her his hand on her leg a bit too prematurely and, and possibly a little too high she had a knitting needle in her bag and took it out and stabbed it into his leg and I was just like, I mean, that is quite a reaction. Like, you know, me too yeah. and everything. So hats off to her. Yeah. But I remember when um, she, she was also telling, she worked in the casino, obviously. And there was something about, you know, it was, it was back in those times when I think men felt uh, they were completely at license to kind of grab women's, women's bums, etc., which is just fucking horrible, to be honest. Um, and someone like kept on doing it to this woman. She made a complaint the casino sacked her so my mum organized like a little mini union in the casino and like kind of went on strike and i'm like yeah power to you do you know what i mean um yeah. but it's just yeah like she she still is that person that when she's not going to like stab someone with a knitting needle i don't think she's seen a knitting needle in about 10 years but she she obviously it, it's wonderful knowing that that's who she was that's who she is and that's kind of who i uh, who i've come from uh, and it's informed kind of me and my sense of like justice and right and wrong and you know that sort of stuff yeah and that's lovely my um i remember my mum saying a couple of years ago she was like um yeah it was mad like when i was younger like uh if i had a manager and he didn't like grab my ass i'd be like oh fucking hell, i've done something wrong and i'd be like that's mental that yeah. that's like the way she fought about it but yeah it's absolutely insane oh bless her um, we're coming to the end of our time. 
Um, I want to give you the opportunity to tell one more story um, or kind of reflection on Anne that you think summarises the essence, the essence of Anne. The essence of Anne. It sounds like a really good perfume, um, doesn't it? Available in all yeah. super drugs. <laughs> oh, I've got one. So um, when I were in primary school, um, I... Uh, I, I had a teach so so I'm like really dyslexic and stuff but like um I this was late nineties and stuff, early two thousands and I had a teacher that like didn't believe in dyslexia, so he's like, No, you just can't like you just shit or whatever. And he used to keep trying to make me read in front of the rest of the class and he would like take the piss out of me for it. So I remember <clears throat> telling me mum and then uh, so my mum then the next day came to school with me stepdad. So I would have been about 10 because she got with him when I was like nine. Mm. So she came to school when I was, um, so I think it was like year six last year, primary school. And um, it was funny because they never wear like leather jackets, but they were both in like leather coats. I think they were trying to look like quite intimidating, do you know what I mean? So, um, so she's, she, all the, she waited for all the kids to come out of class. Then she got me and went, right, wait there. And I stood by the door and I went in and, um, like she, I don't really know what she said to him. Um, but the next, never again did he say anything bad to me. And he was the loveliest man to me all the time. And she was like, yeah, threatened him messages. <laughs> So I don't know what she threatened him with, but he was threatened. Yeah. And um yeah, he left me the fuck alone then. But yeah, my mum's like very nice sort of things, but if you come for the babies, she'll have your throat right out. And get yourself get yourself a leather jacket, because that's the thing that did it. Get yourself a leather jacket. Well, my stepdad's like proper blokey, he's like a truck driver. So and then my mum can like I've seen my mum like um I've seen my mum pissed off, which doesn't happen often, but when she does, she knows how to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think he shit his pants, to be honest, because <laughs> my mum and my stepdad went in and had some words. What a knob, though. Well, I'm glad she did, and I'm glad it made your yeah. life easier. Josh, where yeah. where can people find out more about you, and where are they going to see you next? Um, So, my tour's not on sale yet. Because um, we're still booking it in, but I'm going to be doing a new tour show, and then um, and I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe with my new show. So I'm writing a new show for this year, and then taking it to the Edinburgh Fringe in August, and then going on tour after that. And uh, if you have Instagram, it's Joshy Jones ninety two, and there's um, a link tree in my bio on my Instagram, and you can get links to my gigs and hopefully my tour will be on there soon and i have a podcast called chatting with cherubs where it's me and another comedian morgan reese and we talk talk about everything really talk a lot about anal sex if i'm being honest because <laughs> both of us are big fans we come at it from two different directions but we um both love it i won't ask which direction but um brilliant josh jones thank you so much